Hi everyone, welcome or welcome back to the Scrubs in Sunshine podcast. My name's Avery, I'm an incoming PA student and host of this podcast. In today's episode, we'll be discussing all things PA school reapplicant. I'm a two-time applicant myself, so I definitely empathize with anyone going through a reapplicant journey at this time. And um, I hope some of my experiences can help you along your journey. As always, this is just my personal experience I'm sure I'll be sharing and any thoughts or opinions I discuss are my own and not reflective of any academic institution. All right, gear up everyone, we have quite a bit of ground to cover, uh, so let's get into it. All right, so I think the best place to start would be with my personal experience. So my first application cycle was 2022 to 2023. And by January 2023, I had received all my admissions decisions, which were rejections with no interview. I applied to three programs. They were all um, for the dual PA MPH program. Definitely, I learned a lot through this process. It can get really complicated got those rejections. I was like, oh, wow, you know, lots of lots of moving parts here, but that's okay. I learned a lot. So my main takeaway was that I needed to apply much, much early to um, PA school, just given the competitiveness of it. I applied really close to these program deadlines. Um, yeah, for all three of the schools. And the reason I did that is because one of them had a minimum of 2000 hours. So I had to wait until I got that before, you know, just to ensure they would at least like look at my application and consider it for um, an interview. And then I also knew I was going to need to apply to a lot more programs, just given how competitive PE school was. I definitely still do have an interest in public health and I'm not attending like a dual program, but I hope that I'll be able to like, you know, through community health and different ways incorporate public health into my education and such. So if you are going through um, kind of realizing that you'll be reapplying into PA school, I think first and foremost, take time to acknowledge your hard work and recognize how far you've come. It's okay and totally normal to be sad. Believe me, I shed quite a few tears, but don't let that cloud over all the opportunities that are ahead of you. You're not starting from zero this time, right? Or from the starting line. You're definitely starting with experience from your past cycle. So focus on those um, possibilities of growth and give yourself some grace along the way as well, because this is a very competitive process. So when I was getting ready to um, reapply, I was on medical leave for my job. So I definitely had to figure out a game plan. And yeah, so it was a lot. In short, the first thing I did is I reached out to the programs I applied to and asked if they'd be willing to give me some feedback on my application. Two out of the three schools gave me some feedback. I met with them over Zoom and it was super helpful, you know, and they were very kind and yeah, just really, really grateful that I was able to connect with them and that I took the time to reach out to them. I don't want to make this episode too long. So if you have any questions about that, feel free to DM me on Instagram, but I would really recommend reaching out to them and it's okay if they don't get back to you too. That happened to me with one program, but you'll never know unless you try, right? So after I received feedback from the programs, I really wanted a more like like personalized application review from like an unbiased perspective. And I couldn't really ask a family member because they're not familiar with the, I mean, I guess I could have, you know, but 
I don't think it it wouldn't have been as helpful just for my case, just because none of them were familiar with the PA school application process. And I'm first in my family to be pursuing like, you know, college and higher education. So I ended up booking a personalized application review. And I know this process is already like costly as it is for um, like application fees and everything. I don't remember how much it was for the review, but the way I thought of it, it wasn't like too, too much. The way I thought of it was this is worth it to me because hopefully this will prevent me from applying a third time, right? So that's kind of how I thought of it. Of course, it doesn't guarantee an interview or an acceptance when um, having someone review your application, but it was super helpful. Definitely proceed with caution, like do your research if you ever like go through someone like a PA student or practicing PA to have them review your application. But I found it super, super helpful again. And I'm not going to, don't want to make this episode too long, but that's what I did next. And I definitely had some action items and a plan for where to go from there. In terms of free things that I did, I attended a lot of like webinars and seminars through Instagram and Facebook. I'm not going to advertise like specific sites. I know a lot of these sites have paid services too, but I found the webinars from the PA platform and the pre-PA clinic to be super helpful. They did a lot of like CASPA deep dives and of course a lot of the stuff like was review given I was a reapplicant, but a lot of the info was like new too or like little details where I was like, oh, like I didn't realize that or that's a new perspective. So MBKU, uh, I'm not affiliated with that program or anything, but they have a pre-PA mentorship group. I um, was not a part of it personally, but they did have a personal statement like webinar that was open to anyone. You didn't have to be in the mentorship group. And that was super helpful too. So maybe be on the lookout for something like that. Lastly, I was able to join a mentorship group, PA Spire, which was a free um, mentorship community. I'm still a part of it, you know, on a different scale now, now that I have been accepted into PA school, but it just throughout the application process, it was super awesome and still is awesome just to have that community and camaraderie and being a part of such an awesome mentorship community, I feel like really boosted my confidence and just instilled in me like, hey, you are a, like a very capable applicant. This process is just super competitive. I know PA Spire, they just closed applications, but definitely check out their Instagram page to stay connected with them because they are a super awesome supportive group. All right, so my next act order of business, I guess you could say your action item uh, was letters of recommendation. This was awkward for me. And of course, it doesn't have to be awkward, but I just, you know, it's not a big deal reaching out to them. But I remember at first I was like, oh my goodness, like, you know, they took all this time to write me a letter and then now I'm gonna have to ask them again, right? But overall, they were all really supportive. I just sent an email and I asked the majority of my letter writers if they would be willing to support my application again. And um, the ones that I didn't ask, I didn't like tell them like, oh, I'm not going to ask you again. I just said, oh, thank you. And they responded. They're like, oh, you know, if you ever need a reference or anything again, let me know, which was so, so kind. They were all very supportive. So don't be scared to let them know. I know I was a little nervous about that, but yeah, they were all like, oh, I know it's super competitive. Like no worries. Bottom line, totally will support your application again. And the good thing is they all know the drill, so to speak. So the next CASPA cycle, when it comes around, they'll you know, they know the, the process. 
I also encourage them to use the same letter from the last year because I know they're very busy people. But I did make like a gentle suggestion if they were wanting to update it in some regard, maybe touch on my dedication or my work ethic since I was reapplying to PE school. I felt like they could touch on those topics just uh, given that it shows that I'm a very hard worker, you know, going um, for this second round here of the application cycle. All right, so the next thing was my position, patient care experience, you know. So um, given that I was on medical leave for an injury, I knew I was going to have to transition to a lower impact patient care position. Thankfully, I was in a position where I could return to um, like work, you know, in a patient care setting, but definitely a CNA position would not be a good fit. But it was a very, very rewarding work, but physically demanding nonetheless. So I had to make that decision. And I met with my supervisor on or my manager on Zoom. Again, lots of personal growth <laughs> happening during this time because this was, again, very uncomfortable for me. And I had to um, resign over Zoom. Thankfully, my manager was understanding. You know, she was very aware of my situation and everything. So it worked out okay. And then I also asked if she'd be willing to support my application again. And she was. So that was awesome. So after that, I was like, okay, on to the job search now. A lot of patient care positions like medical assistant and such around me, they required a certification. So thankfully, I was able to land a dermatology position. And I'm not saying that you need to like um, leave your patient care job if you're reapplying. But I do think um, diversifying your patient care in some regard is definitely something worth considering. Whether that means getting another uh, like clinical certification like your EMT, MA, CNA, or switching specialties or switching positions and specialties like I did, I think it, it just really allows you to become a more well-rounded applicant. And of course, I do want to recognize it's difficult to leave like your comfort zone, familiarity. And, and another thing I thought about when changing jobs, of course, you don't like change jobs for uh, letter of recommendation. But I knew in the back of my mind, like, okay, I'm probably going to ask a provider here for a letter, which um, definitely I was nervous again, like, oh, I just kind of met these people a few months ago. But thankfully, I, I showed up, you know, I put it the work in and I showed that I was very eager and excited to learn. And of course, just like while you're working with these providers, it did come up that I was applying to PA school. I'm a reapplicant. So bottom line, a PA and a physician were willing to support my application. In terms of volunteering, I continue volunteering in my community. I did a lot of um, kind of more short-term things. And then um, a little while before the CASPA cycle opened around March, I started doing more of like a long-term position which was virtual tutoring, an elementary school student. And I still do that now. So definitely look into different virtual opportunities that might be a little bit more flexible with your um, work schedule to still allow you to engage in service. In terms of shadowing, I kept shadowing virtually in between the, my first cycle and the second cycle. One um, organization I do want to highlight for shadowing is the um, AAPA, PA Like a Pro series. To have access to it, I believe you have to be a member. I'm a pre-PA member of AAPA. 
And I really recommend that as well. I had that on my first cycle application and the second one, but I just feel like it shows your commitment to the PA profession. And again, things like that shadowing series, they have the huddle platform. There's just a lot of opportunity for learning more about the PA profession. And yeah, I would really encourage you to check that out. I also um, got to shadow a PA that I had shadowed the first cycle. I reached out to her and thankfully she let me shadow her for another shift. All right, now kind of transitioning to the writing portion of the application. The writing portions being your personal statement, the COVID essay, and supplementals. So to start with personal statement, I personally think you should update them in between cycles. For one, time has passed, right? So things have happened, whether clinical experience, volunteering, your ultimate why likely hasn't shifted too much. If it has, you could definitely update that for why you want to become a PA. And so, yeah, I would say definitely update it. That's what I did. And know that you're, again, already ahead compared to last year because you have your previous personal statement as a starting point, whether you're editing that one or just taking bits and pieces of it to create your new personal statement. I had two friends from college edit my personal statement, which I found to be super, super helpful. I'm so grateful for their feedback. And then I also had someone who was through PA Spire, shout out to the mentors there, um, to edit my um, personal statement. But yeah, I was okay, like paying a little bit, you know, to get things edited. Of course, I'm not trying to shell out a whole bunch of money. We're trying to budget here for applications and such post-grad, but I also asked family members to read through it. That was more for like a grammatical point of view. And, you know, if um, being that they know my story, just kind of their thoughts on it. So overall, definitely edit your personal statement. I also found um, the PA personal statement guide by Savannah Perry to be super helpful as I was going through that editing process. Now on to the COVID essay. My first cycle, I actually did not write a COVID essay. I'm not sure if they'll have one the upcoming cycle. Well, only time will tell, right? But um, my thought with not having one was I thought, oh, you know, yes, I was impacted by COVID, the pandemic, because I graduated in 2020. There was a lot of change, but ultimately it was okay. You know, I have a lot to be grateful for. So I that's why I didn't write one the first time. But then when I had my application review, it really allowed me to recognize how that COVID essay, that's another opportunity for you to kind of advocate for yourself, if you will, to the admissions committee and really share your story. So for the COVID essay, I would definitely say write one. And if you were kind of hesitant like me, I just conveyed that in my essay. This is what happened, this and that, but there's a lot to be grateful for. You know, I do recognize that others were impacted more than myself. I would encourage you to write a COVID essay. Now on to supplementals. I rewrote these two. Of course, schools could change their essays between cycles. I think you can use last year's as a starting point, but definitely update them um, when appropriate. And also one thing I want to add is don't feel like ashamed to say you're a reapplicant or anything like that. If anything, be proud of it. You know, it shows your dedication. And although it is hard being a reapplicant, I think it definitely can show your work ethic and dedication to the PA profession. I focused on my growth in these essays, and even if I wasn't like a reapplicant to a specific program, if it was relevant or appropriate, I did include that I was a reapplicant. 
All right, now on to schools. I really expanded, you know, I applied to many more schools than my first cycle, but I really started researching programs early on. I started making spreadsheets and just recognized, okay, I really need to be applying broadly. So I applied to 13 programs my second cycle, and my main driving um, force when figuring out where to apply were um, the mission statements of the programs. Some other things I did look out for were, you know, it would be nice to have more than one elective. I also looked at the curriculum and the length of the program. And of course, I'm located in California, so it would be nice to be close to my support system as well. But the mission statement, I would say, would be like the main driving force that I found. So I'd recommend see where you applied the last cycle. If you can get feedback from the programs, you know, kind of feel things out. But my best advice would be diversify where you apply. Really look for schools that value what you have to offer and what you bring to the table. So make sure your mission statements align. You can definitely use the median student stats that are on their website as a guide, but I would definitely say go for it. I'll say like, sometimes I look at one, I'd be like, oh my goodness, like my GPA is lower than that. But if you have the means, you know, I know financially these applications definitely add up, but I say go for it because you never know. Also consider going to admissions events or welcome events for the schools. If you can't attend those info sessions, don't freak out. Definitely ensure that you research the program in other ways. Like if I couldn't attend a live info session, I would watch pre-recorded ones. And that allowed me to really learn more about the program and also check out their social media, really just to make sure that you know what you're applying for and that it would be a good fit for you. The next category are tests. Make sure that you have the right tests for your programs. So I took the GRE for my first cycle and it was okay. You know, it's not like it was a perfect score, but it was over 300 and I had a higher than average writing score. So I just used my same score for the programs that needed a GRE score. I also took Casper for a few schools and for transparency, I'll just let you guys know I got in the second quartile. So that was definitely frustrating when I saw that. I was like, oh my goodness. But yeah, not all the schools required it. I don't know how much programs took it into consideration. I didn't take the PA cat personally. And to be quite honest, I wanted to avoid it if possible. I thought a third test, like respectfully, like, are you kidding me? Just with the time and money, you kind of got to just evaluate the pros and cons to things. So as the second application cycle rolled around, overall, I was just a lot more prepared. You know, I had done my research on these programs and I had my spreadsheets ready to go. I was prepared with, um, you know, ready to write these supplemental essays or I had already started them if I was reapplying to the programs. So yeah, it was just a lot more streamlined. My um, recommenders, they already knew what to expect. So yeah, and being a reapplicant just made me realize too that you have to accept the unknown and you have to continue living your life. Of course, there are sacrifices that have to be made. Like I'll admit sometimes during my lunch break, I might be working on my application or before work, you know, so I definitely made time to um, relax too and enjoy myself. But just don't get too busy making a living that you forget to make a life, right? Like, so just take things one step at a time, you know, you've got this. And overall, with my second application cycle, I'll just give you a quick rundown. 
I heard a lot of radio silence and rejections from programs at first, and I was honestly getting pretty nervous. And then late fall, I received a waitlist interview and that I was like, oh my goodness, like here we go, you know, like we're on the right track. It wasn't just like a rejection. And then soon after that, I received an interview invite and I was like, oh my goodness, like, wow, this is actually happening right now. And again, I just have this feeling like if I could just get in front of an admissions committee and really explain my story and my passion for the PA profession. So I would say I was mostly excited when my interview came around. And if you want any interview tips, I have another episode on that. But yeah, and then in the end, it worked out, you know, so just take things one step at a time and just realize that PA school is always going to be there, right? All right, so that will wrap up today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any further questions on being a reapplicant, I tried to make this episode like comprehensive but concise, like best I could. Feel free to DM me on Instagram at Scrubs and Sunshine, sending you guys all positive vibes as we enter this new cycle. Take care, and I'll see you in my next episode. Bye bye.